0: Hey guys, if you haven't registered yet for the Equip Expo, formerly known as the GIE Plus Expo, you can save 50% off registration with code LCR. You can follow the link in the episode description. You can also get the link to register for the rally, which is free thanks to our sponsors Echo and several other sponsors. You can click the link in the episode description for that as well that's thursday night from 6 p.m to 9 p.m and if you want to if you don't even know what the heck i'm talking about and you want to know the whole history of the rally you can go ahead and check out episode 86 on my podcast here the lcr media podcast where sean spencer with uh spencer lawn care and myself go into the origin story of the gie rally and how it all started and if you want updates on this year's rally Uh, all that is on episode 163 just a few episodes ago so i hope to see you guys there and check out the episode description for all the details here we go Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on this morning's IBG episode, yet another IBG episode, like I said previously, just banging them out this summer. Um, I I also didn't mention on uh, the last time I talked about this, um, about like how... Hectic it gets for me specifically, and I know a lot of other folks out there in the industry in the summer, you know, you're, you're, you're busy with your business, you know, on trying to be on cruise control, uh, to a certain extent, the dog days of summer, it's really hot and things are starting to get more and more challenging. And some, some of us start getting burned out, things like that. And, um, and, and trying to enjoy your summer a little bit too, if you, especially if you have family and kids and so on, um, and, and, and all of that uh, applies to me. Uh, but I remember last summer I actually went down to one episode a week for uh, several weeks. so I'm still trying to maintain two episodes a week for you guys. um I, I really enjoy doing this. I have a lot to a lot to talk about different experiences and things that pop up in my head uh, from past or or current, as well as trying to get you know some good guests on here to talk about uh, specific topics as well. But usually, you know, things start ramping up again when, when we get closer to the fall, more events start popping up and we're around a lot more people. And it's a lot easier for us to get together and and network and get on YouTube videos and, and podcasts and collaborate. So in the summer, I really try to focus on these IBG episodes and and get a lot of these thoughts and ideas kind of off my chest and put them out there to help you guys you know, get through the season, finish the season strong, all that kind of stuff. So, um, and just things that I've, I've wanted to talk about over, over time, honestly. And, and I have talked about some of them before on my YouTube channel at lawn care rookie, as well as maybe touched upon here and there a little bit on a previous podcasts back in the, the archives on my podcast and even some other podcasts. So this is my opportunities. These are my opportunities for me to kind of rein it in and really uh, dial it in and focus on certain things that hopefully, keeps adding value for you guys while you're out there grinding it out, just like me and everybody else in the community. So with all that being said, uh, today's episode, I wanted to focus on every, on on gear. Let's talk about gear. And, and what I mean, I guess gear could be a lot of things. So I was trying to figure out how to title this and phrase this so you know exactly what I'm talking about. But basically, like from head to toe gear, you know, like gear that we're using and wearing on our physical person versus like, you know, I don't know, like gear in our truck or, you know, gear could be like tools, I guess, and all kinds of other stuff. Gear is kind of a loosely more generalized term. So I'm specifically talking about like work gear, you know, things that we uh, work, work, wear work clothes or whatever gear, you know, like from hat, gloves, sunglasses, boots, pants, shirts, all that stuff. Um, so let's just get right into it. Let's try not to drag this episode out. Like some of my IBG episodes have been, uh, I'm I'm fired up this morning. Let's, let's, let's knock it out. So from head to toe, start to finish, I've been, you know, in this business for eight years now, uh, and, and I've tried all kinds of stuff. So that's another reason why I wanted to share this episode Um, Have this episode so I can kind of go through some of the details and, you know, like a lot of you guys do. Hopefully, if you have any questions, you can just reach out to me the easiest way is on Instagram at at LCR Media or Lawn Care Rookie, either one of those um, Instagram accounts. But I try to post more stuff about the podcast and YouTube and social media things on LCR Media as well as different events and things like that, that I'm hosting or going to, that's where I try to put all that stuff on there. So definitely just reach out to me at LCR Media is the easiest and DM me. But if you're already, you know, a fan and following along Lawn Care Rookie where it's more my business and personal stuff, lawn care, you know, mowers and setup and, you know, just my life is more on the Lawn Care Rookie uh, side for Instagram. But either one, you know, you can just DM me uh, if you have any questions ever pertaining to any of my episodes, um, you know, or you want me to give a little more details or something about some, about whatever, or you want me to address something on a, on a, on an episode, future episode. That'd be cool. That's, that's cool too. For sure. People have asked about that and that inspires some of these IBG episodes as well. So again, with all that being said, so I guess like from head to toe, let's, we could just start just like that. Like I keep saying, so I've always been a big fan of wearing hats at work. I'm not a huge fan of wearing hats in general, probably surprising to to a lot of you folks, because if you've seen me on social media or out and about, you know, at any events, things like that, I, I, I think I'm almost always wearing a hat, if not always, unless I just got a real fresh cut that day or the day before or something. And I'm, you know, I'm just feeling something, something different, I guess. But usually I have a hat on regardless of how my hair looks. It's just it's just kind of one of those things when I'm working. So when I'm at an ev- a, a work event or something like that, it's still the same kind of vibe. And I know the few times that I haven't had a hat on, like I just mentioned, uh, people have mentioned to me, like, man, like if they saw a picture of me or something without a hat on, they're like, man, <laughs> it's tripping me out not seeing you without a hat. Like you look totally different, which it's true for so many things, right? People with facial hair and they shave it or, or something, all of a sudden they look totally different. Or they have long hair and then they cut it all and it's really short, they look totally different. So it's just kind of one of those things you get used to. That's how the human human brain is and all that. So I, I wear hats all the time, and people, like I said, are just not. But when I'm personally, when I'm like with my family or I'm just hanging out, I, I'm not a big hat person. But for work, I think it's because of, you know, the type of work that we do here. I'm always, there's always bugs flying around my face and, you know, having a hat on just helps one, keep the bugs off of my head. They still kind of fly on my face, but they're off my head. So I'm not getting as many mosquito bites or whatever on my head. Um, We're always, you know, you you know, I'm saying we're always going through spider webs, you know, whether we're walking behind a mower or standing or sitting on a mower, There's always, you know, come around a corner or go under a tree branch or something. And there's always some random spider web just waiting, especially after it just rained, you know, the night before or something. That just that just bothers me. It's just it's just the way that I am, I guess. But I always just feel weird without having a hat on because I just feel like all those things start happening to my head. You know, that they just and and, and like I said, it, it bothers me. But aside from above and beyond all that, right, that's more of a personal preference, you know, whatever, um, above and beyond all that, there's the sun, right? The sun is a big deal, you know? So even if you just have like a, a baseball cap, you know, where you just have that, that one brim in the front says shield your face a little bit, your forehead, your eyes, depending on where the sun is, you know, in the sky, if it's directly above you, you know, then that, that's, that's going to kind of shield your face. It's not going to shield your neck or anything, but at least it'll shield your face and just keep the sun off of your head which will help keep you a little bit cooler. And to one-up that is if you use a straw hat, uh, a straw hat or any any kind of, you know, wide brim, like a bucket hat, you know, um, all those different descriptions for the hats to have a big brim that goes all the way around so that it actually shades your neck. Uh, some hats have like a flap that comes down in the back, a neck flap, so you can kind of Um, you don't have to have as big of a brim hat, like a big old straw hat or a big, uh, you know, bucket hat or whatever, like some, some of those like fishing, a lot of folks that fish wear those kind of hats again, because they're on the water. So the sun's reflecting on the water. So there's just a lot of extra sun when you're out there fishing. So again, it's to try and keep you protected a little bit from the sun, the UV rays, so that you don't get too much, too much of anything's not good. So but uh, so whether you have the flap that comes down the back or you've got the big brim hats, there's a combination of things. Most of those hats that are not straw are like a polyester blended material. So it's not thick, heavy cotton. Some of them are, but there's a lot of these polyester like dry fit performance, like, like shirts and stuff material to help not absorb all the sweat and all that from your head. And if it does, sprinkle on your whatever it doesn't hold on to that moisture and and make it heavy and and weighted on your on your head whatever it is whatever works for you those kind of hats are even better than just like a baseball cap because again they shield more of your you know your head your neck and your face from the sun so it helps reduce a little bit that farmer's tan right on your neck. You know, the back of your neck sometimes turns into like a big dark leather patch of skin from the sun just beating down the back of your neck. You know, if you know, you know, you, you get it. So for the longest time, I just wore a baseball cap. Um, I, I Again, I've kind of went through different versions of my uniform um, and, you know, hats was always part of that whether it was a hat with my logo or I think in the beginning, I, I would end up getting a lot of free hats the first few years. Like, you know, my dealership would have like a Toro hat or, you know, some branded hat and an echo hat or something that, that the company has provided for them either for free to give out or for them to sell. and, you know, I would usually kind of have a variety of hats that way. When I started going to the GIE plus expo now called the equip expo um, a couple years into my, or two uh, the second year into my business actually is when I started going to that um, expo uh, and it, you know, there's all kinds of free stuff at all the booths and tables and things. There's all kinds of hats. Hats are like, you know, a super common free giveaway, all kinds of places. Like I guess that whether it's at an equipment dealer or a trade show, whatever, you know, like, so I, I always accumulated random caps that way. So I would kind of alternate because, you know, they get all gross and sweaty and nasty over time. And some are more comfortable than others. You know, some are are like, like a cotton twill and those, those aren't really the best when it's super hot. And some have like that mesh that mesh back, like a trucker, trucker hat, a lot of times is what they're referred to. Those are a little bit better because they're more breathable. It's kind of like a, a nylon, you know, type polyester material. It's not like that thick, heavy cotton twill. So there's a lot more air circulation and it doesn't absorb all of your sweat from your head as much either. So I kind of did that for a little while, but then I eventually tried to come up with a branded hat, just find like, you know, what kind of style cap like that that I like. And then have my logo on it. And then now for the last several years, I've just had one of those trucker hat type deals where it's a mesh back snapback hat um, with my logo on the front. And it's, you know, my colors, charcoal gray with the green logo, um, like a bright kind of like an apple lime green, um, like a monster energy drink green um, logo. So that's kind of my theme for my shirts and my hats, charcoal gray with the green. Like I said, I've gone through an evolution of of different things. Um, on past episodes of the podcast, I went down all that, but I've gone through different, different, uh, iterations of colors and combinations of, of, of my logo. My logo has always been the same, but it's, you know, the, the way it's been presented in a different colors, themes, and contrasts have changed over the years. But now for the past several, it's been charcoal gray with the, that lime green, bright, um, logo on everything on the charcoal gray hats and shirts and all that. So, um, so what I so so that's my my main hat but I usually only wear that hat that cap in the spring and the fall um because when it gets super hot in the summer like now midsummer that hat for one thing I sweat like crazy so that the hat gets you know covered in sweat and gets dirty and old and faded really quick in the sun and from all my sweat and everything and I've washed my hats in the past and to try and you know help uh make them last, I guess. What I found is I just, I just replace my hats, you know, like I, I get my, now I get my hats embroidered. That's another thing I used to, um, that I tried to do the whole screen printing thing. And it's just like your shirts, eventually your logo or whatever you have screen printed on there starts to fade or come off depending on what type of screen printing or vinyl print or whatever the heck they're called. All there are a couple of different versions of getting stuff printed or or you know put on to your shirt if it's not embroidered obviously embroidered if you don't know then it's not obvious but embroidery is 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 stitching so it's going to last a lot longer it's going to be heavy duty it's pretty much you know permanent lasts forever like you know that it's going to outlast the the garment that it's on typically the garment's going to start fading and falling apart before the embroidery is um so that's kind of the best way to go if you're looking for something long term, like a hat for me. A hat is something that I, I would want more because that's going to be something that's going to last a whole season. Where shirts typically are going to get all old and nasty and covered in sweat and dirty and stained and ripped and snagged. You know, it's a work shirt. That's going to take a lot more abuse than a hat typically. Um, so, like a hat, a jacket, those kind of things where they're not taking as much abuse and you're going to probably want those to last a lot more than a season. Embroidery is probably a good way to go for them to last longer like that and look nicer, keep their color and all that. But it's more expensive than a screen printing, for example. But I decided to go the embroidery route for my hats. I actually use Chance Daily Hustle. Um the, his, he's got a whole a whole business for apparel and embroidering and now screen printing and all that kind of stuff for logos for all your your your, your stuff, whether it's shirts, hoodies, hats, jackets. Anything you can put logos on, I I gather at this point, he can, him and his team can do. So they're, they're really pumping stuff out for the community, for his local community where he lives, as well as the whole lawn and landscape community online, you know, all over the country and probably the world at this point. So usually every, every year, every other year, depending on how many employees I have and how many hats I go through, uh, I always order a one box. Like I said, whether that's once a year or, or every other year, I order one box of 12 hats, And I usually go through a couple of them throughout the season. Like I start off the season with a nice crispy brand new hat. Uh, This is good for when I'm doing quotes and things like that. I can just throw it on and it helps me look, you know, I just keep in the back seat and I can put it on and and help me uh, look a little more professional um, along with my uniform shirt and everything else. And I also, if my guys, you know, not everyone likes to wear hats. It's not a requirement by any means, um, even for you listening, obviously, but my employees, if they do wear hats, want to wear hats. I give them the option to wear. Um, my actually, I, I I don't really give them an option. I say, hey, if you want to wear a hat, you have to wear one of my hats. I want you to be branded and uniformed at all times. I remember hearing Corey Ballard um, that talk about that with his business that he's since recently sold, but his huge like top fifty or hundred in the in the uh, industry company, Perfect multi million dollar company. Um, that was something that he implemented way back in the day of, if you're going to wear a hat, you're wearing a perfect cut hat, you know, you're wearing a perfect cut shirt, like you're always clean and in brand, um, no matter what. And, and that's provided to you by the company. And, you know, there's all different ways to go about that, um, how you want to provide it. And if you, you know, if everyone gets like a, 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 limited amount, you know, part-timers get X amount, full-timers get more, you know, if you lose them, then you, you know, and you need them replaced, you know, um, then you need to pay or this or that or whatever, um, or after a certain amount of time, you know, you can get more, whatever, you know, you can come up with your whole philosophy for that. But the point is at least initially when you first start provide them, I provide them with, you know, a hat if they want to wear a hat and obviously a work, a couple of work shirts so they can, you know, have that to wear, wear throughout the week and wash and repeat, um, week after week. So, um, <clears throat> so that's the whole deal with, with hats, but in the hot summer, Like now, like I said, I do usually wear a straw hat. Uh, I started getting into that years and years ago. That was kind of one of the first things that I adopted early on that I, I would see all the commercial landscape. You learn a lot from observing, especially the commercial companies, the ones that have, you know, eight or 10 guys on a crew and they're knocking out, you know, big homeowner associations, you know, like the common areas and neighborhoods or all the commercial properties like office buildings or malls and, you know, all those kind of commercial settings And you see them all out there and they're typically all, you know, um, experienced folks that kind of know, or at least some of them are. You can usually tell the experienced folks because they're always in like the company provided outfits. They've got long sleeves on, which we'll get to in a second. And they've got a, you know, sometimes they've got a whole like thing around their neck and face, whether it's like a bandana or, you know, a towel over their head, underneath their hat um or a shirt, you know, sometimes a t-shirt, you know, over their head under their hat. Um a neck gaiter if 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 they have one of those, you can buy those all over the place that you put, you know, you put it over your neck and you can just pull it up over your face if you need to um to if it's like a, you know, dusty and things like that or pollen, you know, if you're have allergies, but mainly it's also just protecting your neck uh to keep the sun off of the back of your neck. Like I talked about those hats. So you learn a lot from watching watching all those guys and girls, and uh, that that that's a common thing. Like I said, they're covering everything they can of their skin from the sun because they're out there all day every day, or all day five six days a week potentially. Um, you know that's a lot of sun exposure to your skin, and while it's all great to have a tan, you know at some point too much of everything of anything is, is bad, right? So too much sun is not good for you either. So they're always keeping themselves covered. And I always thought that was, you know, man, that looks so uncomfortable. You've got to be super hot and sweaty, but year after year I've adopted more and more of these things and realized how it actually helps and how important it really is. And, you know, so the hat was the first one, the easiest one for me that, the the wide brim hat, uh, the straw hat, the straw is kind of lighter. Um, it's, it's, it's by nature kind of like, mesh for a lack of a better explanation meaning you know airflow can go through in between it's not solid it's straw that's all weaved together so you know you can feel the breeze sometimes going through there's airflow and it just it just keeps the sun off your head which honestly makes you feel a lot cooler than if you don't have any hat on and the sun is just blazing right on the top of your head um, as well as all the other stuff that i mentioned to keep to help keep the bugs and you know dirt and grass and you're going under trees and leaves and whatever might fall on your head or whatever like all that stuff um it all helps with that in addition to giving you better protection from the sun uh versus just a baseball cap uh so that's the I kind of just use the baseball caps when I'm just doing an estimate so even in the middle of the summer if I'm doing an estimate for something I'm not going to wear my straw hat but I'm going to wear a hat so I usually put my baseball cap on and then you know but when I'm actually working out in the field I'll have the straw hat on in the summer so that's again the deal on the hats, man. That's a whole lot of talking about some hats, but I feel like that's, you know, keeping your head regulates your entire body, right? So if, if your head is cold, then the rest of your body is colder than it than it would normally be if your head was warm. If your head is hot, then the rest of your body is going to be a little hotter than uh the rest than than it would be if your head was a little bit cooler. Yeah, you know, that's why you wear winter hats in the winter and it makes a big difference, you know. Um, you know, in the summer you can Pour some cold water on your head if you're super hot and it immediately lowers your body temperature and makes you feel a lot cooler. Like that's just one of those it's it's just a fact. So keep your head protected and it's gonna help you out. So that's why I spent so much time, I guess, um, on on, on the head and, and the hats. But anyway, moving on down, uh everyone has a, a work shirt, a uniform shirt, and they have the option, long sleeve or short sleeve. They're always gonna be a performance polyester blended. Uh, shirt so that it doesn't hold on to the moisture from sweat. If it rains a little bit, whatever combination of the two, it's not going to be like a, a heavy, um, it's not going to become like a heavy, thick, heavy, wet shirt, like a cotton shirt. And again, I've gone through a whole evolution of this over the years of my business too. I started with some plain old basic cotton t-shirts, totally different color scheme and everything. But again, same logo, And I I tried all that, and and, and not only did they get faded and worn out fast, but they would stretch out. They'd be gross. They'd be thick and heavy after I got, you know, get sweaty after our first couple of yards, and it'd just be gross. And I quickly realized, you know, hey, you know, I need to look for some, like, dry-fit, performance-wear-type shirts. Um, I've gone through polos, um, regular shirts, like I said, long-sleeve shirts. Um, I even had, I tried the Dickies. Like the Dickies work shirts, short sleeve, the button up, like full button up, versus a polo, just like you know, your three, three or four buttons um by the collar, by the neck. I've tried the full button Dickie shirt. I still have one because they're really expensive when you get them. They're, you know, you see like mechanics and and folks like that. You wear those kind of shirts a lot because they're they're thicker, they're heavy duty. You know, they can be cleaned easily and not not kind of get worn down like a like a traditional t shirt would. Like you can only wash. Wash and wear those so many times before they get beat up and they really can get snagged and messed up real quick and easy versus these work shirts. But you know, and the brand was is Dickies. That's you know, I know a lot of other brands make those kind of shirts, but uh, I'm just saying all that to help you understand if you know what I'm talking about. Um, so th- those shirts are heavier duty, which means they're heavier a little bit, so they're not really the best in the heat. It's short sleeve, so that's cool, but. Um, you know, they're a little bit heavier feeling uh, and they're going to absorb the sweat a little bit more, but they're, they're, they're going to, they're going to last longer. So, you know, I still have mine, one of mine. Um, So I tried that route too. What my conclusion, what I've come to is for me or any other, you know, like crew leader, leadership role in my business, um, which I don't have many or any at this particular moment, but in any, if, if I do, when I do, and when I did, they would have a collared shirt, a polo, um, just to look a little bit more professional and kind of s- separate them s- a slightly from the team, whether or not anyone else pays attention like outside of the team. It's still just, you know, for me, I think it looks a little more professional and hopefully that is perceived by, you know, potential customers and current clients and things like that folks like that, hopefully they they would notice that. If not, they're probably not going to notice anything, like whatever. I know I've seen people like uh, the crew leader will have a different color hat or a different color shirt, you know, still the logo and all that, but it would look, it would just have a, something different about it to help them stand out that way. So maybe the if someone's looking for the crew leader to talk to about a quote or a current client that the property they're at, they want to talk to. Hopefully, you know that they they see the person with a different color shirt or hat or something and that might stand out to them to be like, oh, maybe that's someone. Maybe that's the leader. Maybe that's the manager or whatever. I, I can talk to them. Or if they just grab any member of the team on their property or where wherever. And they ask, you know, them a question. Hey, how much can you give me a quote? And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not I, I don't handle that. You know, you have to talk to the boss over there or talk to our crew leader over there. He's got the red shirt on or he's got the red hat on or whatever. Um, that may be a way to to help uh, identify for the team to help identify two potential customers, you know, and and, and the current clients that way. I didn't go that route. I just have the polo scenario and, and, and for the rest of the team, it's just a t-shirt, either a long sleeve t-shirt or short sleeve t-shirt. Again, it's their choice. I prefer long sleeve something like a long sleeve shirt, or I wear sleeves. Like, uh, if you, if you know basketball sleeves, um, a lot of Fisher, a lot, a lot of, um, fishermen, fisherwomen, whatever, people fishing will wear boating, anything where you're out in the sun a lot that's become really popular with wearing these arm sleeves. You can Google it, go on Amazon, whatever. There's a lot of brands that sell them, generic brands and kind of more more known brands now, Under Armour, things like that, uh, have all these different sleeves. Some of them have a huge variety of colors and designs on them to just make them look cooler, um, versus it just being a basic black or white arm sleeve, you know, that might be a little bit boring. Um, I found some lime green ones that match our brand and the logo and all that. Uh, so that that goes well for me. I, that's what I personally wear. I don't think anyone else, no one else's warrant has, you know, I don't provide that. And I don't think anyone else has gone above and beyond to to get those themselves or have even asked me about them. But I, that's what I wear a lot of times so that I can still wear a short sleeve shirt because I like the airflow of the shorter sleeve and everything. It's a little bit, feels a little bit looser and there's still the airflow under the arms and everything. But my skin, my forearms and everything is covered. You know, the sleeve goes from your wrist all the way up to like your mid, you know, bicep. Um, So everything is covered, you know, all the way up underneath your short sleeve, about halfway in there. So the sun never touches any of that. Again, that's going to help keep just keep those UV rays off your skin, but it also helps keep you. Whether you do that or have a long sleeve shirt, which I saw a lot of the commercial guys, the the pros, the veterans out there wearing long sleeve shirts all the time. Like, man, isn't that uncomfortable? And I tried it early on. I'm like, man, this is really uncomfortable. But I I don't think I had the right shirt. I had like probably a cotton shirt and just wasn't really wasn't doing doing it justice, you know. But now again, like I said, I have the polyester blended shirts, long sleeve and short sleeve. So it's that performance dry fit, you know, I've gone through a couple of different brands. Sometimes the local place that I use for all of my, um, all of my, um, uh, logo stuff, all my logo wear and apparel outside of the embroidered hats. Uh, I use this local shop, you know, they've, they wrapped my, uh, lettered up my truck, my trailer, all that kind of stuff. Um, the shirts for the, for, for the rally and everything they do all that. So, uh, From time to time, they change, like, some of the brands that they work with, some of the vendors where they get the shirts and all the clothes from. So uh, sometimes they have to change a little bit from there uh, when that happens. But it's it's still the same. I still look for the same kind of performance blend, which is another reason why I went to the charcoal gray as well, because it's a lot easier. That's kind of a universal color. No matter what brand, they have some version of a charcoal gray or graphite gray or whatever they want to call it. It's the same dark gray look. Uh, look. And, you know, and, and everyone has kind of like a polyester uh, dry fit performance wear shirt, long sleeve and short sleeve and a polo typically. So I'm able to kind of keep keep that theme going for, for my business. <laughs> Welcome back to Toro Tuesday. This week, I wanted to talk about the snow plow attachment. So there are actually, this is for one thing, this is one of the few uh, multi-force attachments that I don't own, nor have I used it, but I've seen it plenty of Um, online and, you know, at Toro and um, at the GIE now, Equip Expo. Uh, I've definitely seen it and played around with it, Uh, just haven't actually plowed snow with it. But again, I have seen plenty of other folks in our community and industry use it plowing snow, but that's that's exactly what it is. It's a snow plow. It's for pushing snow. So if those of you that don't have any idea what I'm talking about, you know, when it snows, right, um, you know, this is an actual plow. Instead of having um, – you're using your truck or some people have ATVs, you know, four-wheelers, and they you can put a plow on there. And it's good for clearing out driveways, small commercial parking lots, sidewalks, things like that, like areas that um, it's it's almost easier to use a smaller – um, you know, a smaller, um, a smaller type plow, like, some, like an ATV or something like that, versus, um, having a truck, a pickup truck in there with a plow. I know a lot of guys will use skid steers, which is like just a little mini, you know, um, excavator or, or I, I, for lack of a better explanation, I'm, I'm not a hard forgive me guys, but it's just like a little mini tractor. Uh, there's a lot of different things, a lot of different tractors out there that you can use all different variations that have a bucket. You know, or you can take that bucket off in some cases and put like a a different kind of a blade on there, which is meant for pushing dirt around, but you can use it to push snow. So instead of using all those different things, now you just one more thing you can use for your Toro Multiforce mower. Again, you take the mower deck off. This is going to help you keep this machine working year round instead of it sitting in the garage over the winter. Um, You know, if you get a lot of snow and and you're not cutting grass, um, you know, I think, down south around Florida is pretty much the only people that are cutting grass in the winter. You know, not not as 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 much, but they're still doing a little bit. Um, so they probably never put their mowers in the garage. But for the rest of the country. You know, you are putting, uh, you're just kind of putting this in storage, you're winterizing it, and it just stays there for however many months, you know, of the winter before the grass starts growing again. Well, if you get get enough snow to to plow, to push the snow out of the way and clear driveways, sidewalks, small parking lots, and so on, then you can utilize this attachment for your Toro MultiForce. There's a couple of different sizes, couple of different add-ons and variations of the snow plow. Uh, they just had one, you know, starting out uh, back in 2016 or shortly after, but now over the years. They've uh, come out with a couple different versions, or a, a few different versions and varieties of it. As you know, time goes on; they keep coming out with more attachments in general, uh, evolving the attachments they have, tweaking things here and there. So again, for for all of the visuals and all the specifics and all of the different ones that they offer, because there's multiple different types of snow plows that they offer for the Toro MultiForce. As always, go ahead in the episode description. Click the link for Toro.com. That'll take you there, so you can check out them, uh, check out all the facts, and, and get the visuals for yourself. But it's basically just a big plow. It's A.K.A. A, a, a blade, um, a snow blade that just goes attaches to the front of your mower. You have your deck off. They also have upgraded tires that you can swap out. that have thicker, uh, heavy duty. Uh, traction for the slippery snow and ice and things like that so you can help you push the snow better than versus your turf tires just for you know for grass and um, being more gentle on on the turf and giving you traction for that this is a more aggressive tread uh, for the snow so you can swap those uh, wheels and tires out um, or swap the tires out uh I'm sorry. It's a whole, it's a whole kit, wheel and tire, and you can also get a weight kit, which is highly recommended to put in the wheel, uh, which which gives you more weight down back behind there where the wheels are so that it can help you push the snow right so if you're pushing the snow it's going to be adding some force to the mower this way you're not kind of slipping and sliding so that helps reduce all of that so you can just get your mower and you can get all the smaller areas and you can push all that you can still use a pickup truck or any other bigger pieces of equipment to push larger areas but for the smaller tighter areas you can use the mower uh, with the plow on it for that. So that's, that's, that was one of the first attachments that they came out with. And I know it's been heavily utilized throughout the community and the industry. Like I said, I've seen it plenty and played around with it a little bit, just haven't really pushed snow. Uh, right around here in central Virginia, we don't get a whole lot of snow. Um, so it's not enough for me to even invest in something like that. Um, so, but I have seen a lot of guys use it and it, and it works great. You're listening to the LCR Media Podcast so like i said i i have short sleeve and long sleeve provided um, for anyone that wants long sleeve or short sleeve some people ask for long sleeve because they know the deal most people ask for short sleeve because they're like long sleeve why it's 100 degrees it doesn't make sense because they just don't get it so uh but when when and when you know you know um if you have the right type of material and you wear long sleeve it keeps the sun off of you off of your skin and actually keeps you cooler because when you have short sleeves on and your skin is exposed on your arm, your arms sweat more and then of course everything sticks to them all the grass and the dirt and everything from trimming and edging everything just ends up accumulating on your arms, you got to wipe it off constantly, uh, which is fine, but I mean it's just one more extra step and but but the main thing is you're you're sweating constantly, which just makes you feel more uncomfortable. Uh if you have your your skin covered with with a long sleeve shirt or the arm sleeves like I typically wear it's going to not only wick away right the the moisture, the sweat with that dry fit material, that polyester material, but it's also keeping your it's also keeping the sun off your skin, which is gonna keep you from sweating as as well. When it's super hot and humid, that kind of heat, you're just gonna sweat no matter what. But again, having that kind of material is gonna help keep you cooler, wick away all that stuff, and so on. Um, so ultimately, that's gonna make you feel more comfortable in the long run. So you start adding these things together, combining these things, and it helps you get through these super hot summer days, keep you more professional looking as well. And that's that's kind of where I'm going at with this whole theme here. Um, so moving on to pants, work pants, I've gone through a gazillion types of pants. Really good work pants are not cheap. Uh, if you get cheap work pants that seem to be good, they really don't last very long. You know they they don't even really last a season. A lot of times they just like around the pockets and the knees and things, the back pockets, front pockets, depending on what you put in your pockets and around the knees, start getting real thin from all the movement, all the rubbing up against things that are in your pocket. Or like I said, the movement bending down constantly and moving around your knees are going to start wearing on there. So that's why when you get like actual work pants that are uh, meant for more, you know, heavy duty work, they, they have reinforced padding around the knee and pockets and, you know, all these things are are, are more are constructed specifically for the wear and tear of, of working all day, every day. But they're typically thicker, heavier duty. They're expensive, like I said, um, like I've had a lot of Carhartt pants, work pants. Um, I know there's those duck pants. Different brands have that, you know, that, that, that duck material and the color. It's like that dark khaki tannish color. If you know, I'm talking about like a lot of folks wear Dickie's pants, you know, the same kind of material as the shirt that I talked about. Those last a lot longer, but these things are all more expensive. They're usually heavier material. So when it's super hot, like now, um, in the summer, it's, it's not the most comfortable to wear those kind of pants. A lot of guys will wear shorts. I've tried that as well you know, then your, your, your shins and everything get all tore up from all the rocks and mulch and random stuff that flings up on your, on your shins while you're trimming or edging or all the above. If you're just sitting on a zero turn all day, then yeah, you can probably wear flip-flops, a tank top and, you know, some shorts and be cool. But, you know, if you're not in that boat, like most of us, then, you know, you, you have to grab a trimmer every now and again, or, or every property and, and do some stuff. And you're going to, you know, you're going to mess up mess up your feet if you have flip-flops on, obviously, and, you know, you're going to mess up your legs. And yes, you get used to it. Like normally the trick is like, okay, the first couple of yards, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to stink. You're going to feel all the dings and all the grass and everything sticking all to your legs and bouncing off you. It's going to bother you. But once you get like a layer, right, once you get like a film of grass all over, you know, your your lower legs, you kind of stop feeling it as much unless a piece of mulch or a bigger bigger rock slams up against you. that's Those are the unexpected ones that still hurt and leave a mark. You know, and you, you, you tat your shins up, as they say, you get them all tatted up with lots of little scars and nicks over time. But if that's what you want to do, you know, that's all on you. I've been there, done that. But one, like I said, that happens and just, you know, you just, it, it, it does kind of get uncomfortable over time and it doesn't look as professional if you have to do a quote in the middle of the day or whatever. Yes. You're going to be a little dirty, obviously, cause you're working and people understand that. But sometimes, you know, you come to their house and your legs are just completely covered in dirt and grass and they're like, uh, okay. You know, like yeah, whatever it is, what it is. I know people, people got to understand, but that's just kind of my perspective on that. Uh, also, there's just added stuff, you know, grass and dirt gets all up in my shoes. Um, when I have shorts, anyone's shoes, when you've got shorts, it's just a fact. So it's just one more thing, you know, your 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 work shoes or boots are going to get more dirty that way and, and just kind of get beat down and, and not last as long. And it's just more cleaning on your part and banging out all the stuff, you know, flipping your boots over at the end of the day, cleaning off your socks. They get covered in all the grass and you're going through socks and, you know, they're getting all stained up. Okay, I get it. This is it's work, it's work, whatever. You have your work socks, your work shoes. If you have it all factored in incorporated, if you're if you're planning to go through more boots and socks over the course of a season, then that's fine. And you have it all figured out. But I'm just saying that's just extra things to think about, extra steps, more work. For me, I tr- I'm trying to keep everything as simple as possible. I've really come up with this whole like simplistic, basic, same thing every day try to promote that to my, to my team so that they don't have to deal with any extra laundry and purchasing things and whatever, and be as comfortable as possible, you know, on these hot days, especially to, to, to do what's not that, that hard work, but when you're really hot, it makes it a little more challenging for sure. Um, so and I know they sell things now where you can kind of cover your boot, like boot covers, I guess they're called, and they're elastic at um, both ends. So you just kind of slip it over and then you put, slip it over your foot and, you know, you put your boots on and then it, it slides back down covering the opening of your boot. And then, you know, up over kind of like your mid calf, uh, a shin area. So it keeps all the grass from getting all up in on your socks and in your shoes and all that. Um, so that's, also a cool thing to have. I, I tried to do things like that before in the past, but again, that's just one more extra thing. So what I ended up doing is just finding lightweight, sometimes a polyester blended pant, just like shirts, um, and just, you know, and just, just wear those just, you know, thin, thinner pants, lightweight pants that are usually not going to last very long anyway, cause they're so thin, but at least they're, they're not going to make my legs all hot and sweaty or hot and sweatier um, like the heavier duty pants, I, I saved the Carhartts and the Dickies and all those pants for the spring and fall where we're doing more landscape maintenance anyway, like trim, trimming shrubs, putting down mulch and all that. We trim shrubs in the summer too, but um, you do, you get, you get you know, down in the dirt and mulch and, and sticks and stuff like that, leaf cleanups and all that more in the spring and the fall. Um, and it's colder, you know, it's cooler weather, the fall goes into winter, you're still doing leaves. So it gets cold. So having the thicker pants definitely is what you want those times of year. um, So that's beneficial. So I do have a variety of pants. I've got the thicker work pants for those times of year. And then I've got the thinner pants. No, no name brands. I mean, I threw out Carhartt and Dickies, but um, you know, there's all kinds of generic brands out there too. Whether you look them up on Amazon, um, they're a little bit cheaper than the thicker, heavier duty pants. You know, they're not 80 bucks or anything or 50 bucks. You know, you can find some that are like 30 or 40 bucks, which is, still not cheap, but it's a little bit more affordable than some of these other things. and they're like I said, thinner and light lighter weight, whether they've got cargo pockets or not. you know whatever whatever you want to do, whatever you feel comfortable with, whatever you think you need for your business. but the, the goal is the main uh, gist is to have thinner lightweight pants knowing that they're not going to really hold up that long. Um, but at least they're going to get you through a season hopefully and they're going to be lighter weight for that hot the hot time of year. And have a variety of the more expensive, typically because they're heavy duty, thicker work pants, like Carhartt dickies or any other brand um, out there. Whether you go to Walmart or you shop on Amazon or, or some of these brands that are coming out um, with their own different apparel now as well. Uh, wh- whatever, whatever, whatever works for you, right? You you just find find what works for you. I know recently a category of these pants I found on Amazon is uh, like police pants, tactical pants. Those are some, some keywords. If you type those in to Amazon or Google, you'll find a variety of different brands that aren't super fancy or expensive. Some are, um, you might even get some ads for them on Instagram or Facebook or something. Uh, but you know, for the most part, there's some pretty affordable generic brands out there that have those tactical type, uh, pants that are like for police wear and, Things like uh, you know, different professions like that, and, and they, they work out well for lawn and landscape because they're thin, they got a lot of pockets on them, so you can put different things that you might need while you're out on the job. Um, you know, so they, they, they and they're rip stop sometimes, like the rip stop material, so that if the, you do get a snag, um, it, it won't hopefully rip a, a huge hole in your pants, and if you start wearing out certain spots from pockets or knees. Hopefully it'll minimize that that wear that hole those rips because it's it's a rip stop. There's all these different stitching going all throughout to help uh, prevent it from just ripping completely open. So hopefully it lasts a little bit longer. So there's a variety of things there. You can do some research on that. Um, then moving on to work boots, work shoes. Again, I've gone through so many different. Shoes and boots. I've never. I, I've. I've worn athletic shoes. I don't feel like I have enough ankle support when I'm on a lot of inclines. Which, in my area, and I'm sure everyone, there's tons of. Well, for my area, there's tons of. I'm sure everyone has at least some slopes. You know, some hilly backyards, front yards, or all the above. And you're, you know, you're walking them with a mower, walking them with the trimmer, or both um, combination of the two. And, you know, you're doing a lot of sideways stuff and crab walking and all this. And one, there's not the best traction, you know, on your, on the soles, on the outsoles for athletic shoes, um, to not be slipping and sliding. If the grass is a little bit wet, things like that. <laughs> Paul Jamison, Greenery podcast knows a little bit about that. Um, little inside joke there. If you've been following along him on his Instagram and YouTube and, his, uh, but anyway, there are so work shoes work boots have more of that outsole um grip for that kind of work and they have some more support ankle support but they're typically heavier right heavier which means they're they're usually hot hotter like your feet you know sweat more in them and it just just one more thing to add to your overall wear and tear throughout the day of walking with heavier boots you're just it's like you have weights on Versus that's why a lot of folks just wear athletic shoes because they're lightweight, they're comfortable, they're breathable. But like I said, they don't offer the best traction as well as ankle support when you're doing a lot of the back and forth side lateral movements. Sometimes you don't want to roll your, you know, to prevent rolling your ankle and things like that or tripping or whatever. Having a little more ankle support, like from a boot, even if it's just a mid mid, uh, size boot or whatever it's called versus like the high boots that go way up past your ankle and you lace them up there, whatever those two varieties are, are better than, than the low ankle, um, version. But again, it comes to personal preference, right? I've tried all of them. I have a variety of them, no brand and no version of that has been a slam dunk. Hey, this is the best I'm going to do get this every year. Um, I will. And, and usually, and nothing lasts more than one season. Typically it's, it's depressing for a while. I would go to Walmart and just buy like the, I would call them the throwaway boots, just like the work boots, construction boots, whatever they're called. You know, they're like the high top boots and um, you know, they were like 50 bucks or something. And you know, they, they, uh, they would last one season and every year out, every beginning of every season, I would get a brand new pair And that would be cool because I'd, you know, have a nice fresh new pair and I'd, I'd wear them for all my quotes, right? You get usually get contacted in the spring when the season starts kicking off for, for a lot of quotes, uh, for work. So I want to look as clean and professional, right? I've got my brand new hat, you know, my, my fresh hat for the beginning of the season out of my box of 12, um, you know, try and wear like my cleanest least faded, you know, polo, um, with the logo still intact, real good. And I have my fresh new work boots on and, you know, my pants usually are just whatever, you know, my pants usually hold up a lot better than everything else, but I still obviously have some pants that are better than others. So I make sure I put on my nicest pants as well for those days where I'm doing a lot of quotes and things like that. And I save the older pair of boots from the previous season. I keep wearing those usually for the beginning of the spring for mulch and cleanups and pruning and all that where they're going to get real dirty and, and, and banged up and it's wet and muddy and all that stuff. And keep the new ones for, like I said, for those quotes. And then usually by the, the mowing season starting off, uh, usually those those old boots are really are you really trashed by then after wearing them through um you know that the spring rush and all the landscaping maintenance type stuff? they're usually really really gone, soles start falling off, you know glue starts coming apart, things like that uh the tread sometimes is worn down. I've even worn holes in the bottom of some of my boots from walking so much, apparently it's like what in the world like can can we find shoes or boots to to hold up with this? Um, so that, that's what I did for many years. Um, I've also tried some expensive work boots, tried to find some lightweight, but heavy duty boots. I've gone through all the big names and, and, and generic stuff. And I've really have not come to any real solid conclusions. I, I will say that throughout that journey, Timberland has made a nice boot called Timberland pro. I think it is. So it's kind of like a like a an, a an athletic version of their work boot versus their, you know, traditional Timberland work boot, steel toe and all that. And they're a little more heavy and and clunky in my opinion for maintenance. Um, you know, you're doing construction and, and and projects like that. Then yeah, you want a nice heavy duty steel toe boot when you're moving pavers around and doing all that kind of stuff, tree work things like that. Uh, But when you're just doing maintenance, lawn maintenance, things like that, fertilization, weed control, you're moving around a lot in your feet. You don't need these big heavy-duty steel-toe boots. You're not going to really be doing too much that's going to be damaging your toes and things like that either. So the Timberland Pros was like a nice nice hybrid version of like an athletic shoe and a work boot. Uh, They were comfortable. They lasted a while. But I definitely wore through the outsoles. And they started falling apart, but I think it was into my second season that that started happening. So you spent I think they were like a hundred bucks or maybe a hundred more than a hundred bucks for them versus the $50 Walmart throwaways. So, you know, they're, they, they looked more stylish, right? They came and come in all kinds of different colors. They've evolved this over the years. So they, they have different versions of low tops and mid and all that. They still exist. Timberland pros. You can check those out. They look different than the ones that I, that I originally had, but they come in different colors. They look cool. They're comfortable. Um, they they, they kind of fit the bill. Um, if I was to to go back to any any of the boots I tried, that would probably be ones that I would go back to. I just don't particularly like any of the color schemes that they have now or kind of like just the general look of it. But um they, they definitely are comfortable and they work. So those are those are ones that I could potentially recommend to check out and see if that's that's for you. And currently on my feet right now, what I'm using is Brunt Brunt uh, boots, Brunt workwear, um, or whatever they're called. Brunt is the name of the brand. Uh, they've got a, a handful, and they keep coming out. Uh, they keep coming out with some more um, styles, but they don't have a huge variety. They really focus on kind of like different themed boots for different types of work in our industry: the construction, construction, landscape, lawn care, all that field, they've got several different boots, steel toe, non-steel toe, low top, high top, and mid, and and uh, I've got the Brunt, um, what are they called? I think it's called the uh, the ring boot, Brunt ring, is charcoal gray, waterproof, got a nice um, reinforced toe, it, it is also steel toe or al- alloy or whatever it is. Um, you know, so there's extra protection there. They're not overly heavy or clunky or anything like some of the other boots I've had, especially with a, a, a steel cap or whatever kind of toe, um, that usually adds some weight, but they don't feel too bad. It's, it's a mid length. They do come in a low top that I guess the ring has been so popular that they made it in a low top as well as the mid I've got the mids. I tell you what, these are very comfortable. They look nice. They maintain their look no matter how much grass and dirt you have. I mean, I, you know, I clean them off every so often, hose them down every so often just to get some of the, the bulk of, you know, mud chunks and things like that off. And um, they, they, they hold up nice. They look good. And, you know, the, the the outsoles are still, I've had them the whole season so far. Um, so what's that, four or five months or something? And the outsole still good. There's still really good tread on them. So a lot of good grip, um, you know, traction when you're on on a wet wet ground and hills and things like that. So I mean, I I really enjoyed these boots. And, and full transparency, they sent me these boots for free to try them out, as they did a lot of folks um, that they reached out through Instagram and and wherever to uh, to to have you know try and get the it's part of their marketing plan. You know, it's it's a newer company, a few years old, I believe. And they're trying to really get, get their name out there and it's become a really cool brand in our industry. I've seen a lot of folks, obviously because they've gotten them for free, but you know, then then they stand behind them and they really like them and they get more, whether they buy them or whatever, sponsorships, things like that. And then I, I see a lot of other folks just in general, you know, wearing them. So I would recommend this as well. So the Timberland Pro, which I didn't get anything from or uh, from them, but I, I I thought those were a good boot. And so far I'm really liking the brunt. Uh, workwear boots too so you can check that out the the ring as well as a bunch of other um, styles that they have so waterproof is definitely key though right that's another thing with having an athletic shoe they're typically not waterproof or water resistant or water anything so as you know grass is wet a lot of the time, especially first thing in the morning, there's that dew or people, you know, ran the sprinklers, you know, first thing in the morning and it hasn't dried off yet. If you're getting there super early to get a a jump on the heat or whatever, get your day done, get everything done. So the grass is going to be wet. So that's just going to kind of soak through your shoes. Eventually, if they're not uh, water resistant or proof or whatever, you know, you can spray stuff over your shoes and boots to help give them that water protection as well some some extra water resistance um you have to do that continuously to to keep them like that or you can just find waterproof shoes or 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 work boots um where you don't have to worry about that as well as it rains often in the middle of the day or first thing in the morning or towards the end of the day there's constant rainstorms right so the grass is wet that way too or you're even walking through you know sometimes puddles and things accumulate, you know, on the, wherever, in the grass, on the sidewalk, driveway, and you got to, you know, walk through something to get somewhere, whatever. So having, you know, keeping your feet dry is, is crucial too. You you know, you want to, you want to stay as cool as possible through the heat. You want to stay as dry as possible through the heat and the rain in the heat, right? All those things kind of happen a lot. You get all these storms that kind of blow in and blow out throughout the summer, get you all wet and then you're hot and sweaty, So you want to stay dry as possible with waterproof shoes, you know, waterproof footwear, I'll say, because it could be boots, shoes, whatever, waterproof uh, footwear and some nice polyester blended performance uh, clothing, you know, also keeping your skin covered as much as possible, like arm sleeves or long sleeves and having some sort of wide brimmed hat, whether it be a straw hat or a bucket hat or Whatever hat that has a, a flap, a neck flap that comes down in the back of your neck to help shield your neck from the from the sun. Uh, all those things help keep you dry and cooler, and ultimately more comfortable, and protect you from the sun, from bugs, and any nicks and scrapes. You know, briars that you might brush up against that you didn't see if you're trimming or you're riding by on the mower or walking by with the mower and your arms sticking out. You know what I'm saying? You know, they they get caught up on stuff constantly and. You know, instead of scratching up your skin, it grabs, you know, the sleeve of your shirt or your sleeve that, you know, your arm sleeve and it pulls and snags on that. You can easily replace that instead of having all this scarred up skin or, you know, sometimes you might be allergic to something or you brush up against poison ivy. If it's on your skin, that's 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 a problem. If it's on your your, your fabric, as long as you don't wipe that on your face immediately to wipe off sweat, then, you know, you're fine. You know, you throw your clothes in the in the wash and that all goes away. Uh, so there's lots of, lots of benefits to keeping your skin covered um, for everything that I just said. Last but not least, the the only other part of work wear that I didn't mention that is a personal preference for me, and I know a lot of folks as well, is gloves, work gloves. Um, I have no problems, you know, touching things with my hands and, you know, I don't have baby hands or, you know, girl hands or anything, you know, I'm not extra sensitive, like my hands are not the nicest in the world, you know, I've got calloused here and there and, you know, my fingers get jacked up from time to time and I've got random scars on my hands. That's fine. But when it comes to lawn maintenance, when you're mowing lawns all day, every day, or you're trimming bushes and you're scooping up hollies, <laughs> if you know, you know, you got to have some, some sort of, you know, um, puncture proof gloves, whether it be like thick, you know, leather gloves or, you know, those, whatever nitro type gloves with the, you know, the the thick um, palms you know that are waterproof and puncture proof or whatever so that you can grab thorns like from rose bushes when you're doing that when you're trimming those things or if you're doing cleanups and you're ripping out briars or cutting down briars digging up all that junk with all those thorns or just trimming some holly bushes those leaves are all pointed and they they don't feel good when you grab them with bare hands or gloves that are not you know puncture proof like thin gloves so you know having a variety or one pair of gloves for situations like that in my opinion is kind of a must. I mean, why why stab yourself up and, you know, jack your hands up any more than they have to be? Nobody, I don't think anyone is quote-unquote manly enough. To me that's like that's just stupidity, that's ignorance to just randomly grab some rose bushes with your bare hands like, "Oh, I could just yeah, I use my bare hands. I don't care. Yeah, I'm bleeding all over the place. Who cares?" Like, "What? No, that's <laughs> that's that shouldn't be a thing." So, there's some situations where I think you really should have gloves. I provide gloves in those situations for my team so that their hands don't get all bloody and jacked up. Because you know I'm trying to keep my employees, not make them feel like this is like slave labor over here. Um, but but above and beyond that, personally, I for lawn maintenance, mowing and trimming and edging, you know, um, when I when I use my enclosed trailer, all the stuff is in there, so it's out of the elements, so it's it's not getting uh, sun. But when you have an open trailer like I started off my business with and now I use my ramp rack so it's all open and all the racks and trimmers and blowers and mowers are all exposed out there to the sun during the day, you know, they get all the handles get super hot throughout the day. So, you know, you get done from lunch and you go to your first property and you go to grab a trimmer off and that black handle is burning hot, you know, of course, it's going to cool off relatively quickly after you burn yourself by grabbing it or whatever, but you know, sometimes it's a little more comfortable to have gloves on. As well as uh, I my hands would get hot and sweaty constantly and it would be real slippery when I'm like trying to hold on to the trimmer and the edger and I'm flipping it around with the trim and edge and all that. And it's just all slimy and slippery and and gross and it it honestly would wear down the the handles of the of, of the grips of the trimmers a lot more than when I wore gloves. And when you're solo, that's one thing, but when you have a team and everybody's sweaty hands are grabbing on this thing, on this, this trim, it's just gross. And again, it's, it's a personal thing. I'm sure a lot of guys probably don't care about that, but it might be a performance thing as well. If you are, you know, trying to be as effective as possible and you're not trying to, you know, slipping and sliding around, you just want to quickly grab the trimmer and be able to hold it effectively with a good grip and not worry about you know, slipping and accidentally doing this or that, having gloves helps in that situation. And if no one else wears gloves, I have gloves. I can just, I know I can grab a trimmer. And even if they're sweaty and gross from someone else's hands, I know that that's not going to affect my grip because I've got gloves on. So I just grab them and grab the trimmer or the edger. And I just do what I got to do real quick. And I'm, I'm good. Don't have to worry about, about it being super hot. Same thing with the mower handles get really hot as well. Um, Or them being sweaty and and being slimy and slippery and gross and just not being as effective. So, again, that might might sound like whatever to some folks like, oh, my gosh, give me a break. Grow up, you know, but that's just a personal preference for me. I just I just would rather have work gloves on. It also helps absorb the sweat. Your hands get real sweaty, like like I just alluded to. Just like the rest of your body, they're exposed to the sun burning down your hands constantly and you're touching everything that's hot and they just get sweaty, just like any part of your body. So wearing some gloves is going to help absorb as well as keep your hands from being so sweaty because the sun isn't touching them as much. Therefore, they're not going to be as sweaty. So the gloves of, my, of choice for me that I wear for just, just about everything except picking up, you know, um, briars and thorns and things like that, holly bushes, um, when, though, when I'm doing that stuff, I try to wear puncture-proof type or resistant type gloves, like a, a leather – basically, I just have, like, leather gloves, just, you know, just generic leather gloves you can buy at a gas station, you know, just – I can't explain – what they're, you know, what they're called or whatever, but you, you probably know what I'm talking about. You just slide them on. They're just like, just kind of bulky, loose, um, leather gloves, like, you know, cowhide or whatever. And you just slip them on and you can just scoop up whatever. And they're relatively puncture resistant or proof in most cases, unless you're slamming your hand on you know, a nail or a really big thorn or something, but it helps resist all that stuff. Just just if you're trying to, you know, scoop stuff up and throw it in the garbage can, a dump in whatever, or put in a bag, if you're bagging stuff or whatever you're doing. Um, I I have those for everyone and myself to throw on in those situations. Otherwise, the whole rest of the year, I'm using Gorilla Grip gloves, just some basic generic gloves that you can order on. I usually order them on Amazon now, but you can, I, I discovered them um, at Lowe's or Home Depot, whichever one of those two has, uh, that brand. I'm sure a lot of big box stores and some of the smaller mom and pop hardware shops probably have different versions of gardening gloves. And th- typically gardening gloves is kind of like the, 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 the theme that you're looking for, for lawn maintenance. Cause they're usually, th- you know, thinner gloves. They've kind of got like some sort of elastic polyester back to help, um, Make them a little more breathable and kind of get rid of the sweat, um, absorb some of it and then wick it away. And then the palm area is usually has some sort of that nitrile or whatever it's called material uh, dipped or whatever so that it's uh, it gives you better grip when, it's, when things are a little bit wet, slippery, whether it's from digging and mud or it rains or whatever the deal is. You're holding tools. You grab a hold of a weed or a plant. You can pull on it easier hold it stuff like that as well as a lot of them are puncture resistant as well depending on what you're doing and how thick uh, you get them i just get like i said the thin ones. so gorilla grip is super thin super thin lightweight everything i just said kind of like a mesh material on the back stretchable breathable and then the 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 palm area has a little bit of a like a a grippy uh, material but it's very thin uh, meaning they're almost like disposable. They For me, they, I wear them, you know, five days a week for all the law maintenance stuff. And they typically wear down and start like getting holes and ripping apart, you know, after a month or so maybe. Um, and so I usually, that's why I go to Amazon. You can get big packs of them. Um, and I have them again for the guys, for the team and for myself. So anyone needs a new pair of gloves, whether they're falling apart or they lost them, within reason, if they lose them like every single day, then that's a whole nother issue, but that doesn't, that doesn't normally happen. But you know, here, here's a pair. You just grab a pair out out of the pack and there you go. And they last however many weeks or months and then you get a new pair if you need to. So that's, that's what I've gone to. There's lots of other generic brands, but Gorilla Grip is, is is like the brand name and it will kind of give you a general idea of what what type of glove I'm talking about. And kind of look at all the other versions. If you go on Amazon and you type in Gorilla Grip and you find the glove and you click on it, then it's going to have recommendations of other similar versions of gloves. If you're not familiar with Amazon, so uh, so there's all kinds of other things, different colors and all that. These are just black, just basic black. I don't really care about that as much. I kind of try to look for like green gloves at one point, and I have a couple of different varieties of green gloves. I've got several different types of gloves that I just keep in the, you know, under the seat in the back, under the back seat in the truck, just so that if, you know, something happens to one pair, I've got a backup pair, you know, the thing is, I don't want to be dealing with Hollies, you know, and all of a sudden I don't have a pair of gloves with me. Even if I have to use the Gorilla Grip grips and carefully, you know, touch things, it gives me at least a thin layer, additional layer of protection over my skin, albeit a thin layer, it's still an additional layer, so... That's the deal with that. Um, there's some gloves that are like touch, touch, touch screen or whatever gloves where you can whip out your phone if you you know get a text or you need to send an email or answer a phone call. You can use that. You use it with without having to take your gloves off. The Gorilla Grip gloves are not touch sensitive, but when you're wearing them for a little while and they kind of soften up after wearing them after a few times, and uh, you know you're kind of hot and sweaty, they become conductive a little bit. Um, where you actually can touch stuff on your phone and I guess just the heat and your sweat and all that just makes them more conductive than, than they would be. and they do become touch gloves, I've noticed anyway. so um, but that's not what they're intended for. So but that's the thing. So anyway, that's that's kind of from head to toe there. That's 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 how, what I wear every day. I offer a lot of these things to my team so that they can be comfortable and work effectively as well. Let me know what you guys think, or if you have any questions, like I said, you can DM me on Instagram, LCR Media, Lawn Care Rookie, um, and we can have a discussion on there, but that's that's everything I got there. There's nothing, no sponsors, no particular brands to promote, to put links to in the episode description, just some of the stuff that I threw out there, some of the different names of some things just that I've actually used, and hopefully this helps you guys. I know a lot of this is probably relatable to a lot of you guys, um, but maybe it might not be. Maybe, maybe there's something that I said that you didn't think about, you know, or just whatever. So hopefully I added some value for you guys. I just wanted to kind of go head to toe, soup to nuts, whatever you want to say that just really gets um, the the point across with all of the, 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 the different varieties and options out there that you have of um, workwear. So there you go. Thank you guys again for listening. Thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And until the next episode, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.